Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. <laughs> Tommy, Ocean Chinook or Puget Sound Coho, what is your palate favorite? And you drop yeah. that kokanee on top of that barn door halibut's head, 67 feet of water, and he was not happy about that. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Boxers or briefs? Ooh, I'm going to have to go with a European cut speedo. Fantastic. Excellent choice. I yeah. love tuna. I do love tuna. Heck yeah! <laughs> hey, you know, I have a buddy who refers to Canadian geese as flying carp. Obviously, he's not cooking them. <laughs> he clearly, right? Oh, ocean snook. Seriously? Hands down. Really? Hands down. I don't fish for coho. Ah, good point. Hey, speaking of grind, can you tell the difference between ground deer and ground elk? Honestly, taste the difference. You know, Dwayne, we only get one chance to live this life. Mm-hmm. And you will always regret the things that you don't do. So you know what I tell people? Buy the damn boat. Hey, you know, the facts are some days are just a grind. Welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest, the number one fishing and hunting talk show throughout the Pacific Northwest and beyond. Now here's your host, Dwayne England, and of course, the infamous Tommy Donlan. Hello and welcome to Fish Hunt Northwest. Dwayne England coming to you live from the Fish Hunt Northwest studio located here in Olympia, Washington. Want to welcome everybody tuning in tonight. Want to welcome everybody checking us out here on Root Sports. Uh, you may notice I'm solo tonight. That's okay. Uh, Tommy is spending the weekend chasing tuna, and you know for good reason because we had one heck of an outing last Saturday. Uh, the crew we assembled and got out there on the water, filmed it all. Fantastic footage. I can't wait to get into all that. But we put about 44, 45 tuna in the boat. It was a fantastic day on the water, uh, to say the least. So. Uh, looks like the weather could be a little bumpy this weekend if you're getting out there on the ocean. Uh, nothing that's insurmountable by any means, but I'm pretty sure Tommy's going to find a way to get him and the guys into some tuna over the next several days. So uh, looking forward to him being back next week. Tonight you're stuck with me, and we got a lot of content to get through. And before we get too far along, I want to remind everybody, if you're tuning in for the first time, uh, make sure you take a little time jump on over to our webpage, www.fishhuntnw.com. They're going to find a lot of insightful information, of course, some uh, savings, whether you fish or hunt or both. Um, Edge Rods, we've teamed up with Edge Rods, and through Fish Hunt Northwest, you can save 20% on all rods uh, at checkout with the coupon code FHN20. Apply that at checkout if the rods are not previously dedicated to another reduced pricing or special, you're going to save 20%. Also, Phelps Game Calls. Uh, Phelps game calls throughout the rest of the year. Fish Hunt NW10 at checkout. You're going to save 10% on all your game calls through Phelps. So uh, a few things going on around the area. Maybe you caught it this last week. Maybe you didn't. Uh, we've had an increase in our limit. We finally get that bonus limit of pink salmon in Puget Sound areas 10 and 11. So you are now allowed to retain one coho still uh, an additional pink, but you get your two additional pink salmon as your bonus. So ultimately, you could keep three pinks in a, in a coho and or you could keep four pinks if you choose to do so. Um, that, will, uh, that will be applicable here through the end of the month, September 30th. Now we have the Everett Coho Derby coming up September 23rd and 24th, about a week and a half away. Fishing has been pretty good in Puget Sound. We're going to cover a little bit of that this evening. Um, that being said, the Edmonds Coho Derby was last week, 
And uh, surprisingly enough, some folks have struggled a bit, not necessarily with retaining uh, fish or putting fish in the box, but uh, understanding of rules and regulations. <laughs> I found this little piece of news uh, through the WDFW enforcement. And it says, Fish and Wildlife Officers boat patrols for the Edmonds Coho Derby this past weekend. Within 90 minutes of the start of the actual derby, two patrol boats had seized 16 unlawful salmon. Uh, the officers seized uh, four additional uh, fish for a total of 20 fish that they seized that were illegal in possession. Uh, some of these violations included first degree overlimit, second degree overlimit, possession of Chinook salmon, got to remember how to identify your fish, uh, possession of wild coho and marine area nine. So I think, and there were a number of uh, uh, warnings issued as well due to persons retaining wild fish in area nine. But I think what's happening, you got to remember folks, you can fish area nine and retain hatchery coho. You can fish area 10 and area eight two and retain wild and or hatchery coho. If you retain a wild coho in area 10 or eight two, and then you go to area nine to go get additional uh, fish for your crew or your boat. If you have a wild fish in possession uh, while you're in area nine and they check you, they will cite you and or take your fish uh, because you are not allowed to retain a wild fish in area nine, even though you caught it in 10 or eight two. You can transfer or tran you know, transition through area nine as long as you don't stop to fish. And I think that was the, that was the problem with a lot of folks. So just remember that if you plan on fishing that Everett Coher Derby, uh, get out there, have a great time, lots of fishing around. Should be a great number of fish turned in. All right, running down the show. Uh, we got a lot to get through this evening, and we're going to do it. Uh, Puget Sound Coho with buddies Matt Messing and Messing Around Fishing Charters, and of course, uh, Scott Call, partner at Brad's. We shot this uh, quite some time ago earlier in the season with resident coho. That being said, it's still very applicable to what's going on out there now, and I think you'll have some great takeaways in watching our video. Then guest tonight, buddy, longtime friend, Carl Bushelman, owner at Willamette Valley Outfitters, the Sayuslaw River in Ocean Chinook. Lights out fishing. You need to check this out. Kyle's going to get you dialed. Then we're going to hold him through the break. I'm going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit about coho fishing. And of course, crabbing. It is absolutely outstanding right now in the ocean. Kyle's going to get you dialed in on the crabbing front as well. Then uh, Puget Sound Resident Coho Parts 2 and 3, some technique points that we'll walk you through. Very applicable information if you're going to go out there and target coho for the next several weeks. Also going to do a bait lab later in the show, review of Puget Sound Coho options, downriggers or lead. I'm going to show you a lot of options you can utilize uh, with lead instead of downriggers and find great success in Puget Sound. Then we'll come back and close out the show with a few notes and uh, points of information. So don't go anywhere. Jump out for a quick break. We come back, part one of our Resi Coho fishing earlier in the year with uh, Matt Messing and Scott Cole. Right here, Fish Hunt Northwest. Defiance Marine is the one-stop shop for the Pacific Northwest Angler. Defiance Marine guarantees the best price on a new and best service on a repower for your current boat. Defiance Marine is a Honda Premier dealership and one of the largest on the West Coast. Defiance Marine is a boat dealer who proudly sells Defiance, Allied, and Arima boats. All boats are built by West Coast fishermen for West Coast fishermen. Defiance Marine has all your boating needs to help you get out on the water. If you're looking for the best fishing rods in the world, you really do need to take a look at the edge rods. I designed and built new machinery and I think this new machinery has enabled us to build blanks like no other company can build without this equipment. There is no other rods in the world that are as good as these rods. 
you owe it to yourself to take a good look at them. All right, welcome back here in studio to Wayne England Fish Out Northwest. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed part one of our coho outing there uh, earlier in the season on Puget Sound. Uh, we got some more coho fishing later on in the show, parts two and three, that I know you're going to enjoy and take a lot of uh, info away from. So that being said, want to welcome tonight's guest to the show, longtime buddy of ours, uh, Kyle Bushelman, Willamette Valley Outfitters, www.willamettevalleyoutfitters.com. And uh, hey, buddy, thanks for taking time tonight. I know you've been just grinding away ever since Bowie 10 and now what you got going on. And uh, the days are long, but you're, you're making yourself available for uh, this evening. I really appreciate that. Yeah, that's yeah, it. It's huh? been that's all good... you got. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you must be tired. It, it's uh, uh, it's it's been a good season. Bowie Ten, yes, it has. Yeah, you saw that, and, and then now we're up on the Oregon coast, so it's really good fishing, and uh, we're capitalizing on it. But the good news is that they're long days. So yes, indeed. So you're on the Sayusla, and uh, in in that river fishery, and out in the ocean as well. Let's talk a little bit about that when you're. You're in that lower stretch of that river. I got to imagine it's tidal influence. And how much does that a tide affect the fishery? And/or is there specific tides you really try to target to be uh, productive on that stretch of the river? Yeah. So, like a lot of fisheries, it is tide driven. It actually goes up about 15 miles upriver, the tide portion of this river, which is kind of a long ways for a little river. Um, and uh, I personally like the softer tides for the Chinook um, here because the holdover tides kind of keep them in the river. When we get the big swings, which we're starting to get next week, those will be really good coho tides. Very similar to buoy 10, Gotcha. you know, where um, we're going to get those big flushes of fish in. Um, we had softer tides this week, which created really good Chinook fishing. So um, we kind of have a, the last part of a, a positive tide tomorrow, and then it gets to some big swings. Nice. Okay. So uh, basic technique when you're in the river, they're uh, pr predominantly a troll fishery for you? Yes, we'll do trolling until about mid-October, and then we can switch to bobbers upriver. Even in the tidal area, there's going to be guys right now upriver in the tide portion fishing for bobbers and eggs and stuff like that. But I pretty much stick to the troll fishery down here from the, the tips of the jaws upriver about 10 miles. We'll be fishing based on the tide. The tide tells us where to be, but we're trolling 360s and spinners and, you know, mini cut plugs and super baits, things like that. Yeah. Speaking of that, so you just uh, just got put out there yesterday or today. You had some of the Potsky boys on board with you for a couple of days there. Yeah. You guys were uh, dragging around those Brad super baits, some of the cut plugs yep. and long skinnies, the original skinnies. And uh, talk a little bit about the bait that you're actually putting into those cut plugs that those uh, Chinook are jumping all over. Yeah, well, there's a lot of different variations out there of the tuna fish game. And, um, you know, it's the oil, tuna and oil, you know, and I, I'm a big fan of that. But it's the krill, the Potsky's firepower that we're really loading it up yeah. with. And I use a lot. I mean, to be fair, you and I probably have more krill than most people. But, <laughs> you know, it, it helps to yeah. know people in the industry. And uh, But I think it really helps. I mean... People can get pretty crazy with it, but uh, it's pretty simple. Tuna and oil with a lot of krill. And then I use the liquid krill, too. Once you'll notice when you put the powder in there of any kind of substance, if it's, you know, bloody tuna powder or even the, the krill, it dries out the, the tuna. And so the liquid krill actually is a big game changer, and it helps keep it 
keeps a lot of keeps it wet so that it, it juices really well when you have it in your plugs yeah i'll even add that extra uh, alice mike's tuna oil and of course the yeah. krill oil as well really juices that yeah. stuff up and gets a really good scent trail coming out of there so let's talk a little bit about your rig and calve on your troll fishery yeah. so it's a it's a lead fishery much like in the buoy 10 environment yeah. but uh you fishing out lead tight or on a dropper and then kind of walk through you know on a slider length of bumper just kind of your general setup yeah, well, right now the river is about 66 degrees, so it's kind of warm still. Um, I'm using a 65-pound a main line with, to a 24-inch bumper of 80-pound bumper. I like a, Some guys use a heavier bumper. I like the 80-pound the bumper because I think you get more whip with that 360 flasher. Yeah. And then uh, my weight, um, you know, we're using a locking um, snap there that goes a line lock. And I'm using 12 to 16 ounces, depending on how many guys I have. Mm-hmm. And then my leader lengths vary based on what I'm using. My my super bait, the original super baits, I'm sticking about 32. If I'm using the mini cup plugs, it's about 31. And my spinners are anywhere from 26 to 28 inches. And after that, it gets to be kind of presentation. And what I do is I, I don't run a dropper. I run it right on the snap, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty common. It's less things to tangle up. And then I'm doing basic math, you know, so if I'm fishing in 20 foot of water, I'm trying to keep a good thump and a good angle, and I'm trying to double that up. It's almost like, it's very close to a two to one ratio. So if it's 20 foot, I'm going to be out close to 40, and that Mm -hmm. puts me close. Um, On the flood tide, it's a bit different, though, because those fish aren't on the bottom. They're kind of up, depending where that stratification line is with the salt and freshwater, they can be up high in the column sure. or mid column and i will run a couple rods where i see them electronics just like buoy 10 yeah it's smaller here but salmon are still salmon they are and so i'm, I'm doing the same thing similar program yeah all right well don't yep. go anywhere yep. uh, i'm gonna okay. hold you on through the break we have more to tackle down there in the salusa and the uh the uh, ocean opportunity so we'll jump out for a quick break when we come back i want to talk to you about some coho opportunity coming up in this crabbing that you've been knocking out of the park. So, yeah, don't go All anywhere, right. folks. We'll be uh, back after this break more with Kyle Bushelman, Willamette Valley Outfitters, right here, Fish on Northwest. Support from Northwest Sportsmen make Federal Ammunition the world's leading ammunition manufacturer. Federal uses the industry's finest materials, giving you reliable ammunition that delivers superb accuracy and optimum performance. Northwest hunters rely on Sportco to provide the best selection and prices in the Northwest since 1985. Sportco and Outdoor Emporium in Fife and Seattle. Your journey begins here. All right, welcome back here to the show. We are now in the bait lab. Hopefully you uh, you enjoyed that uh, coho outing. We Again, we shot that, uh, I don't know, month and a half, couple months ago. But again, the information is still applicable. Now we're bringing it back here in the bait lab. Remember, bait lab... Presentations are brought to you by Sportco and Outdoor Emporium. Everything you see here on the table today can be ordered there or stop on in and do your shopping. So with that, I want to talk a little bit about some alternatives for going after Puget Sound Coho as, man, September is prime time. Now we've got the emotion fish coming in and uh, got the derby coming up in a week and a half. This will fish well all the way into October. And there is a number of options. Even if you don't have downriggers, you can still be successful in getting this coho because they are up suspended in the water column. They're not necessarily down there deep all the time. So how can we do that? Well, we're fishing lead. And, you know, one of the old practices, banana sinker, four, five, six ounces of lead, 
uh, you know, 40, 42 inch leader to a, to a herring out the back in the, in the prop wash and you're gonna catch coho. That still works today, it's still an option. Some other things you can do, so uh, we're using our downrigger rods in this application. And these downrigger rods are also, just happen to be my, my Pro 360s or 360 Pros from Edge Rods. I like running my 10 and a half foot rods. These are the 1065, it's a 15 to 30 pound rod, and it holds a decent amount of weight if I really wanna get some weight out there, out the back and get down a little deeper if I'm not finding coho suspended way up. So uh, on this particular rod, we have an inline triangle rotator, a flasher, and a 30 inch leader to a Brad's cup plug. That's gonna get it done all day long. What I have on there, just to show you uh, what we can remove out of the equation. Even Kyle mentioned it earlier in the show. Here's our 12 inch dropper that we typically use in our uh, buoy 10 fisheries, our Columbia River fisheries, even sometimes out there in our Grays Harbor fishery. We can get rid of that. We're gonna clip our lead ball directly to our slider, our VIP slider, right there in our presentation. And the reason I'm using this, this heavier rod is because I am gonna set some of those up. If, if I'm running two downriggers, I'm always running one or two lead rods out the back, depending how many people I have on board. So, some things I can do, I can weight them differently. I can use 12, 16, 20 ounces, believe it or not. I can put it back there 60, 70, 80 feet. Uh, earlier in the year, we were putting uh, 12 or 16 ounces out there. I'm dropping it back 70 feet. I'm getting it down about 25 to 30, 35 feet, depending on speed of troll, and we're finding coho. And what are we putting out there? Well, uh, as you saw, we're using the brads, uh, cup plugs, we're using the minis, we're using the original skinnies, we're stuffing them with the tuna, and you heard me say earlier, in the tuna mix, I'm putting the Atlas Mike's krill oil, tuna oil, I like a lot of scent coming out of these uh, Brad's cup plugs, the mini cup plugs in the, in the long skinnies. Long as there's lots of scent coming off and the attractability of these things whipping, uh, you're, gonna, you're gonna get into the fish. We can run the 360 Evolution Flashers, Anything I'm running off of these pretty much has a short leader because I like lots of whip. These Brad's Cup plugs, I'm running 30, 32 inch leaders. Uh, my spoons, I'm running at 30, 36 inch leaders on the spoons. The hoochies and the, uh, the Ace High Flies, I'll run those at, at 30, 32, 34. If I'm running on behind a triangle flasher, and this is another good alternative, the Max Lure uh, triangle flasher that you can actually open up and put the tuna uh, bait and scent inside the flasher. So you're just putting a ton of scent in the water with this thing whipping around and, and dispersing all that scent out. That's a triangle flasher just like what I have on the rod, fishing a uh, lure straight out the back that needs to impart its own action because this is not whipping around. This is simply rotating triangular inline. Okay, it's an inline rotator, uh, disperses a lot of color, a lot of scent but I need a lure back there that's going to impart its own action. So the Brad's cut plugs behind those do really well. Spoons work very well behind the triangle because again, it's imparting its own action and that's the type of uh, uh, you know, excitement and agitation that coho really respond to. I tell you one that's a no brainer is using one of these uh, evolution flashers by Brad with the breakaway release, 360, out the back and I'm running. I've had a lot of success this year and I'm trying to run the number four uh, Silver Horde Kingfisher Spoon. Because of the size, staying off a lot of the smaller fish, I'm running a 3.5 or a four. Herring Aid in color and also this Cookies and Cream with the Glowback has flat out been getting it done. I'm putting a little bit of the Potsky Fire Gel, the herring on this spoon on the front side just to smudge and uh, doesn't take a lot. 
And that, and of course, this herring aid spoon here, you can see the color mimics the herring, the small herring that's in the water. That is getting it done time and time again. Uh, hoochies with uh, Max Smile Blade. So here we have a, a purple haze hoochie with an insert of UV, and I have a Glow Burst or UV 1.1 Max Smile Blade on the front of that thing. And believe it or not, that Smile Blade, either on the front of the hoochie and or the Ace High Fly, this is a great combination here that we found success on. This is an Ace High Fly Herring Aid. There's a commonality here, Herring Aid color time and time again. The Glow Burst 1.1 Smile Blade on the front of that stacked on a couple beads. And using this uh, Silver Horde Gold Star Stubby Dodger. This thing is wider in presentation. This here is the Herring Aid color with chrome. And that out the back on a short leader with lots of whip on that, on that uh, Ace High Fly. Uh, in the water column on 12 or 16 ounces of lead, 60, 70 feet out the back, is going to get it done time and time again. You have a lot of options. These brad cup plugs are getting it done. Bait gets it done. Try lead rods out the back if you don't have downriggers. And if you are running downriggers, run that extra lead rod, suspend it up higher. You're going to find some fish you didn't even know you could get to. So hopefully that helps you out. you got a lot of options getting after those coho. Get out there and give it a try. Going to jump out for a quick break. We'll be back in studio to close out the show right after this. Defiance Marine is the one-stop shop for the Pacific Northwest Angler. Defiance Marine guarantees the best price on a new and best service on a repower for your current boat. Defiance Marine is a Honda premier dealership and one of the largest on the West Coast. Defiance Marine is a boat dealer who proudly sells Defiance, Allied, and Arima boats. All boats are built by West Coast fishermen for West Coast fishermen. Defiance Marine has all your boating needs to help you get out on the water. All right, welcome back as, uh, as we, as I, close out the show here for this week. Uh, you know, a couple things going on that I picked up on this week, uh, poking around the interweb there and reading up on some stuff. Interesting report coming out of NOAA and WDFW. They put out a notification that they've actually tested um, three adult harbor seals, have tested positive for the highly pathogenic avian influenza H5N1, which if you guys remember, that's the bird flu basically that's been out there this last last year in 22 in the fall. We had a lot of birds hit with that bird flu and uh, it was very concerning as the rapidness that that can spread through large uh, flocks of birds. And Tommy and I had conversations related to that in reference to, you know, the numbers of our snow geese have just gone up exponentially. So I always like to uh, look at that, as, you know, kind of uh, from a from a wide perspective. And Mother Nature finds a way. Like when there's an overpopulation of certain things, Mother Nature seems to find a way. And I find it interesting. Uh, obviously, I'm no <laughs> marine biologist or any biologist of any means, but uh, looking at history and large buildups of uh, animals and mammals and birds and what have you, when overpopulation takes place, again. Mother Nature seems to find a way. So I'll be very curious. I'm going to follow on this to kind of see where it goes. And maybe we'll get somebody on to talk about the fact that this influenza, H5N1, could have uh, an, uh, you know, an impact on the marine mammal survivability here throughout the Puget Sound waters. This is the first documented case on the West Coast here in Washington State, the HPA1 in a marine mammal uh, that's transitioned from uh, what was previously known as you know, mostly a, a bird flu. So uh, kind of interesting to see if this uh, does have an impact, if we start losing the percentage of those, uh, those sea mammals. 
you know, um, again, that might be uh, the cry for Mother Nature to say, hey, we're going to help you out with this overpopulation that uh, NOAA, the feds, and uh, at, the, at times the state has been up against it, fighting with the feds, trying to get this done. So uh, just something to uh, pay attention to, and we're going to see where that ends up going. Also, hey, I want to throw it out there. You know, it's uh, going to be political action time here running uh, into the near future. Had a few folks hit us up asking if we would interview gubernatorial candidates in the future and where they stand on some of this uh, political stuff in the realm of outdoors. Uh, I don't know where we're going to go with that, but I'm going to get it out there on our Facebook and get some insight from you folks. So uh, more on that to come in the next several weeks. Going to do it for us this week here, Fish Hunt Northwest from the studio. Uh, hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next Thursday and Sunday, Root Sports, 9 a.m. Uh, be sure to tune in. We'll see you then. Have a great week. Hey, thanks for joining us here on the Fish on Northwest weekly podcast. I want to remind everyone that you can catch our weekly live stream show on our Facebook page and, of course, our YouTube channel every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. West Coast time. You'll get our insightful in-studio interviews, our extremely detailed how-to segments in the Bait Lab, the infield segments we bring to you when we're on the water or in the woods, and, of course, our amazing cooking recipes in the kitchen with co-host Sherry England and Chef Jeff Maxfield. Give us a follow on our Facebook page at Fish Hunt Northwest. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Fish Hunt NW. Find us on Twitter and Instagram. And finally, go to our webpage at www.fishhuntnw.com for all the latest and greatest info. Join us each week here on our podcast. Join us each week at our live production. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.